I said you're not 19 forever, pull yourself together. Ah, welcome everyone to Vladimir Putin's favourite football podcast, the OnlyFans football podcast. On today's episode we discuss the ongoing power struggle between Malmo and Zenit. Cratton delves into his sincere affection for Marcus Alonso, while Adzi details the sudden sad omission of the Hasenhutl waistcoat. We have the return of Cod of the Week sponsored once again, funnily enough, this week by Dreadful Premier League Penalty Takers. We hope you enjoy the podcast wherever you're listening and be sure to follow our Instagram, Spotify and YouTube. Take it easy. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese for Nico Giantopoulos. I have a dream. Arnie Cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy of us to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goop, lad. He has the goop, lad. Get out! Get out, man! You need that! We're rigging! Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stug were that good. Hello everyone! Welcome. Hello! Hello! Uh, welcome to episode number 10! Um, I can't believe it, Jeff. I can't believe it, Adzi. What's what's after happening? We go live to Chris Kamara. It's been another episode for the Audi fans. But for who? And yeah, I I can't believe we're here, to be honest with you, man. Ten episodes in. What the fuck? Time flies, man. Time flies. I can't believe it. We should actually try and get Chris Kamara on, you know that? (laughs) Yeah. I say this this be the type of thing he'd do as well. He's looking for money these days. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that for a fact. Apologies to Chris Kamara. To be fair, I love Cammy. To be fair, like I, I say that he's looking for money. He probably has. He fucking is definitely not looking for money at all. Um, I love Cammy. Big love to Cam Chris Kamara. I know he's listening. Since it's episode ten, I've done me little preparation here. I'm not, I'm going to give right. a shout out to all the international fans that have listened to the OnlyFans yeah. football podcast so far. To listeners from London, boo! <laughs> <laughs> I think they're from Chelsea. Isn't they're on the Chelsea side of things. Um, okay. So thanks very much And listeners from Brazil And I'm going to name the place they are from Monte Clare Minas Gerais That is wow. the place in Brazil Shout out to Algeria Canada, Peru, Greece, Malta And of course the USA and USA <laughs> I've had enough of the US man After the Ryder Cup I'll be honest with you Ah, Stop man, stop that That is all courtesy of Buzzsprout Our podcast host yeah. So thanks very much for those stats um, big, big love to all the countries. Listen, big love to the US, England, London, wherever everyone's from. We appreciate the love as ever. Thanks very much. 10 episodes in. We're going to name this one the what? I, I'm going to go with the Bruno Fernandez for the shit house. I think <laughs> it's, it's only right. <laughs> right, Azzy, I'm going to start. How was your week? My, do you know what, Crad? We always say it every week. Oh, God, the weeks are long, the weekends are slow. 
Uh, ah, no, it was a good week. It was a good week. College was good. Tired, but good. Um, the people in college, man, make it so much easier to go in, I have to say. It's, it's a real pleasure every day. Um, Friday came around, and I was up in Stradbrook, Cabin Teeley, Shelbourne. Shelbourne 2, Cabin Teeley 0. Shells, now 10 points clear at the top of the table with, I think, four games left. A win the weekend should see Shells up. Really looking forward to Friday, I have to say. I was uh, coming home to training and I was actually thinking about matching them. Starting to be nervous about it, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But one of the highlights of the match, Grant, the referee had an earpiece. Um, the linesman, sorry, had an earpiece, obviously, to chat to the referee. And he kept touching it. It kept coming out of his ear and he had kept putting it back in and all that. And the Shells fans started singing, linesman, touch your ear. Linesman, linesman, touch your ear. <laughs> And whenever he touched his ear, uh, people celebrated like goals. <laughs> and then he came out in the second half where it's a half a roll of sellotape on his neck with the earpiece in because he wasn't listening to the fans the whole half. But yeah, that was my weekend. And then I didn't really do much on Saturday. Watching the Ryder Cup as well, as I know you were. And, uh, yeah, I suppose I'll go over to you. How was your weekend? How was your week? First of all, I'd just like to say... Um... Shells are about to walk the league, so I'm very happy for you, Adzi. And I've seen the video. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Grant. Thank you. I've seen the video of Kevin Te- Teeley and all the Shells fans singing. I was pissing myself. It was brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. So, we, we took over the clubhouse in Kevin Teeley for the halftime. It was a good crack. In that yeah. yeah, my week, I'd say I had a fabulous week. That That's, that's the way I'm going to describe it. Fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on Monday it was like something out of the Matrix because we were here recording the podcast and I ran down the road straight after we finished. I ran to get to 39A, got it into town. I was in town by seven in a place called Wilton Terrace. Very south side, very, very posh. And people were it playing. It sounds like the south side place. Sorry, continue. <laughs> People were playing uh, the likes of Kings of Leon Oasis on the speaker, and that's when I knew I was in the south side. Because usually you'd hear something like MK going off on the speaker in the canal. <laughs> they were playing fucking. I'm not Oasis. having a knock before MK. I'm not having a knock before MK. <laughs> and I went to a gaffer, and it was nice to be back at a gaffer first time since lockdown, proper one. And uh, it was my mate's twentieth, so happy birthday, Derek, if you're listening. Then on Wednesday, I did it all again. So it was just, Ooh. we're living the college lifestyle, baby. That's what we're living. It was so nice. We just had to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Uzik as well. But uh, yeah, I have to say, Wednesday, did it again. Went to PMAX. Had to knock down a few Guinness. Knew the barman there. Shout out to Oren. Performing a few lovely Guinness that are knocked down. <laughs> I was having a fucking feast. And uh, you know what? Or, sorry, I can't say a second name. Shout out to Adam. Another Adam. A very avid Celtic supporter who I recommend the podcast to a potential listener. So if you're listening to Adam, greetings from OnlyFans. Hello. <laughs> You'll never look back after listening to this podcast. Yeah, other than that, quiet week. Watched Europe getting a clattering and it was very mm. depressing. I suppose we'll move on to the Prem fixtures. I'll let you lead with the United and Aston Villa game. Why, thank you very much, Con. Um, Man United and Aston Villa half 12 on a Saturday morning. To be fair, it sounds good. 
But when it's up against Man City and Chelsea at half twelve on a Saturday morning, um, you know which one you're going to watch. Um, so seemingly, well, I say seemingly, this is why the United match was moved to half twelve kickoff was because the Cortoneers were playing in Old Trafford that night. <laughs> You're not yeah. 19 forever. forever. I think I'll sing that in the intro, you know that. But, uh, yeah, good win for Villa, man. Bloody hell, what a win for Villa. I was, I couldn't believe it now. I just, I said, I said to myself, this has the hallmarks for a United win every day of the week, twice on Sundays. The first big chance came for, and it was an absolute certain. I mean, it was an absolute howler from a Villa perspective. Ball came into Matt Target, middle name off, as in Matt off Target. It was an awful, awful miss, man. It should have been 1 0 there and then. And Villa were actually very good the whole game. There was They put good pressure on United for most of the game. And uh, David the guy got very, very lucky. Harry Maguire, who seemed the out for an injury, out injured now, sorry, Luke Shaw as well. In this case, Maguire fired the ball back to the head. And the head just got a, a foot on it. And yeah, Watkins, man, he should have scored and he didn't. He didn't make a 1 0. And, like, at, th- at this point, it looked like Villa could have been like a 1 or 2 up easily. And this on forced half, Corny Hauser gets away from Cavani so, so easy. And boom, whacks it into the goal. Hint of offside, same similar situation to the lesser game last week, but it wasn't given. Poor fish ain't again, I suppose. There's no consistency at all, is there? But, um, it was it was really the last ninety plus minutes, man. Just where the magic happened. I swear to God. Like we looked during the week, and Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, God bless him, comes out on Friday afternoon. I like to say Thursday, Friday afternoon, and he goes, "A certain someone has was saying since a certain someone said we were getting too many penalties, we haven't gotten any." The person he's speaking of, by the way, is Klopp, of course. And since Klopp has said that. Liverpool have gotten two penalties and United have gotten six, including the one on Saturday. And anyways, here's where the poetry happens. They get a penalty in the last minute. And anyways, Bruno picks the ball up. And I have to say, I literally have written here, Martinez, Schiehausen, Loveheart. What a great bit of mind games for him. He was, just, he was in Bruno's head. He's pointing to Ronaldo. He's saying, oh, give Ronaldo the penalty. Give Ronaldo the penalty. <laughs> and you can see Pogba marshalling Ronaldo away. And he's quite, very, he's quite confident, Pogba. He's a confident player and anyways. But he's very confident in Bruno scoring. He just knew it wasn't right. When Bruno stepped up to take a penalty, he doesn't do his little shimmy, his little shuffle. And he just hoofs it over. We were talking about the the astronauts playing heads and volleys last week. That's what it was like. (laughs) (laughs) I have it here. I have it here. Elton John and David Bowie playing heads and volleys with Bruno's penalty. (laughs) (laughs) After the game, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer was saying, that what the Villa players were doing before and after the penalty, crowding the United player, crowd, crowding Bruno. He said, that's not what they should be doing. And this is the same Ole Gunnar Solskjaer who was with the great Man United teams, you know, treble winning teams and all this. That's exactly what they did. And I know football is a different game, but uh, Park Kettle Black, like you can't give out about this. He can't do anything. <laughs> Um, poor result for United great result for Villa I'd say really good result for Villa um, I had one of my mates was over at, in Old Trafford and he was saying that you know he just never got off never never got to the races so that probably explains it but yeah good result for Villa yeah you're dead right about uh, Oli and complaining like you can't just 
complain about the nature of the game. Like you have to go out, set your team up right, win the game, stop fucking talking and win the game. You know what I mean? And he has a problem with that. He has a problem with that because he's under pressure at the moment from the fans. He needs to step up and win more games because I think United you know, have lost to Villa, West Ham, Young Boys. You need to be winning these. I, I believe I said on the podcast recently that United will be up there. I think it was after they beat um, Newcastle at home, but it's looking increasingly, I think it'd be tough for them, you know. I think they'll find it hard. They have won four out of five in the league, so I wouldn't like to jump to conclusions too easy. Yeah, look, it remains to be saying they'll definitely be in top four, 100%. So, Man, Man City, Chelsea, very disappointing. You know, 1 0 to Man City at Stamford Bridge. Not going to lie to you, Adi, I was, was quite ticked at this game. I was quite ticked. It was a very good game of football, a very technically good game of football between very good teams. Um, and I, even though Chelsea lost, even though we lost, I'm not too dis- disheartened because City were just unbelievable. You know, I have to give them, they were just brilliant in the game. Um, Ruben Diaz was amazing with the port. I thought he was fantastic. Some of the blocks he was putting in were impeccable. Um, and they were just great on the day. What Chelsea lacked on the day was, you know, teamwork. Not enough confidence playing out from the back for a start. You know, you see you had them pressed up against the hill, up against the corner flag. And Chelsea could not get out couldn't get out simply couldn't get out and teamwork to get out of the city press wasn't good enough you know the midfielders were were, were absent Jorginho Kovacic Kante didn't work as a team and the shape was just off in general um I, I think the 4-2 or sorry the 5-2 1-2 would have been better or 2-1 sorry the 5-2 2-1 would have been better oh. in this scenario with three attackers but I think too many defensive players in the end were being played and I think the only two attacking player minded players on the pitch were Werner and, and Lukaku. So it, it's not it wasn't good, but even then, like things that pissed me off in the game. And I don't want to go on a tangent, but Alonso, man. Alonso was horrendous. <laughs> I want him gone. I want him gone. I've said it for the last three years now. He's not good enough. 31 years old. Move on from Alonso. For God's sake, you have Chilwell on the bench. And people are saying, oh, he's great for height and all that. Oh, I couldn't give a bollocks, man. Honestly, I couldn't give a bollocks. I, I don't want to be, I don't want to put the knife in here. But if Chilwell isn't playing, I, I think it personally says more about him than it does Alonso. Because Alonso has been poor. Like, So Chilwell yeah. must be doing something training. Seemingly, I was reading somewhere he has a bit of a hangout from the Euros. But go on, sorry, continue. Keep saying what you're saying. Adzi, this was bad. Like Alonso was giving away the balls seven, eight times in crucial areas of the pitch. It's not good enough. Simply not. When you're trying to get out of the press, you need a player with a bit more of a low center of gravity than Alonso. Yeah. Like Alonso is a big lank. Well, yeah, that's the only thing that really annoyed me in the game. I think City were overall better. Um, I have no complaints, and Tuchel wasn't good enough. Just on the day, I think Chelsea lacked a bit of guile. You yeah. know what I mean? I think they lacked a bit of creativity. I'm not going to say you can't give out too much. It's not like you were like, dramatically bad. I just think City were great. The press was unbelievable. They were pressing for the last minute. Like, um, yeah, and I just think Chelsea lacked real goil in the game. And Yeah, you were poor, but you weren't. I'm not going to say you were dramatically bad, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't a great game for Chelsea. Anyways. I'm going to move to the 3pm kickoff. I'm going to start with Everton Norwich, actually. Um, I don't think you would this one. I think I did, actually. 
So we'll move on. Everton were made look great by Norwich. 2-0 to Everton. Farrakh is left frustrated. No wins in six games. You know, that's not good enough, really. Um, and I, I can't see Norwich getting a win. Genuinely. And I don't want to say that. And then for them to play us in Anfield and beat us. But I, I genuinely can't see them getting a win. No, I don't think so. I don't know yeah. where it's going to come from, you know. But... And Farrakh is, like, in his interview, he's saying, oh, yellow cards and VAR decisions and all this. But, like, realistically, mate, <laughs> you're going to have to set your team up right to win the bloody game and not having to rely on those things. Because I've seen him in the last three or four interviews, you're playing with yellow cards, VAR decisions. It's It seems like a signal of desperation from him. Um, and yeah. Norwich, Norwich are in big, big trouble again. Talk about yo-yo. Talk about being on the trampoline in the back garden. <laughs> they're, they're going down, Jeff. But yeah, in general, I thought Everton, to speak positively about them, I think Ducore and Mary Gray have specifically had brilliant starts this season. I think they've been absolutely brilliant. Ducore especially, such a great player, man. Such, he played for Watford, he's moved on to Everton, and this season he's excelling. He's He's absolutely terrific. It mm. reminds me, resembles of Yaya Torre. Um, <laughs> obviously not as good, but the, his his style of play resembles him. He strides through through games, and it's referred to him as a very good player. Yeah, but I'm not going to just openly compare him to Yaya Torre. I'm just saying his style of play resembles that. Where is Dominic Calvert-Lewin? Where is Lewandowski? I'm wondering, where the yeah, hell is I think he? he's injured. I think he might be injured now until... Could be back after international break, I'd say maybe. I don't know. I think he's gone on the piss. <laughs> yeah, I have I have Leeds and West Ham here. Uh, West Ham two, Leeds one in the end. And man, Leeds, Leeds could be we keep saying man, but Leeds Leeds are falling apart. Uh, they could be in trouble. They could very much be in trouble. Um yeah, it was a good game. Like I mean, it's two two great attacking teams before I really I really am a big fan of West Ham's attack, the likes of Antonio. I'm a big, big fan of Antonio. But Antonio, Ben Rama, they're very good to watch. Just to start the game, Melier and Fabianski were two stars of the shows early on. Great save by Melier from Ben Rama. Really good save. Now Fabianski pulled it off. Um, pulled off a cracking save from Rafinha and Dallas, to be fair. But Rafinha is so dangerous, I'd say. Like, I mean, he gets the early goal for Leeds. And what a hit. He's just so he's a talisman for Leeds, and I think they're lucky they kept him this season because they would have been in trouble. Um, it annoyed me that he got taken off in the second half for Tyler Roberts, but that's neither here nor there. Shackleton and Cresswell Davies for Leeds. I thought Sha- I thought two lads are good. Um, you'll see at the end, Shackleton. I'm not going to say he's at fault, but um, yeah, it was a tough one. So check got a goal then in the second half and VAR ruled it out, and I mean, it was. The completely right decision as well because Antonio literally gives Melier a stone cold stutter. He just takes him out. So it's a definite fell. And um yeah, that, that that I mean, you could say Leeds got lucky, but Antonio just took Melier out. Yeah, it was a foul all day. Clitch should have made it too. Firpo is is <laughs> is incredibly bad. <laughs> I don't know what it is with Barcelona and making terrible fullbacks. But himself and Semedo should just call it off. Fucking hell, they were so bad. For the Leeds, for the West Ham goal, he just leaves bound so much space. And like, they just, West Ham just like score. Like, it's, it's, it's a fairly easy goal. The Antonio goal, right, was foreshadowed about Genie Mac about two minutes before he scored. He forced his way through 
Shackleton, a little pirouette, and then Shackleton ended up clearing it out for a corner. But yeah, anyways, fair play position again. Rice to Antonio. Antonio just forces himself past the young Shackleton and boom. What a goal, man. For Antonio. It was a cracking goal, wasn't it? Just brilliant. The way he flicked it over the defender and just wellied the thing. It was just brilliant yeah, to watch. cracking player, man. Cracking, cracking goal. Six, six yeah. goals and six for him, by the way. I think it's five and five, isn't it? No. No, six and six, according to Mr. Yeah? Mr. Antonio himself, yeah. Oh, it must be the Europa League as well, isn't it? it must be. Yeah. He's such a such good player. And he, he, do you know what's funny about Antonio? He started off as a right back, then became a winger, and now he's a striker. So he's had a he's had a mad out career. But yeah, I'm delighted for him. Good win for West Ham. Yeah. Poor from Leeds. We will move on. I'm going to move on to Everton. Or sorry, no. <laughs> I'm going to move on to Leicester uh, versus... Apologies, apologies to anyone listening. It's, <laughs> it's 25 past nine on a Monday night. Myself and Cran, we've both, we've both had uh, long days of college and I don't know about him, but I'm absolutely wrecked. <laughs> um, so we will probably get a few things wrong, but uh, stick with us anyways, I suppose. <laughs> the Everton versus the mighty, mighty Burnley. Sean Dyche is No, it's not. It's not Everton Burnley. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. All of this has to stay in. This is fucking great. Leicester versus Burnley. The mighty, mighty yeah. Burnley. Sean Dyche's beautiful Burnley. And I have to say, it was a very good performance from Burnley the other day. Um, and I thought, you know what? Two all against Leicester. Good result. And I actually thought Maxwell Corney. I was thinking to myself, how on earth did Burnley sign Maxwell Corney? He's actually a very good player. It's like watching, I don't know, like Ronaldo playing for uh, <laughs> Barrow. <Manchester> or... United. <laughs> <laughs> um, very good goal from Corney. And I have to say, Vardy's own goal was absolutely gas. Um, just headed it into the back of the net. And then he went up the other end, scored an absolute screamer. Went mm. up again, scored an equaliser. So Vardy had a great game. I was thinking of giving him God of the Week um, because he was just everywhere. He was at his own goal and Bernie's goal as well. And I think it was a good result for Bernie. Good result for Sean Dyche. That's about all there is to it. Um, Leicester, bad start. And that's that. Yeah, I think Leicester have been surprisingly poor so far. But um, yeah, Jamie Vardy, man, what a player. It's genuinely as if he's getting better. Anyways. Have we got any other three o'clockers? I don't know what we do or not. I do. I have one more. Watford, Newcastle. Um, oh, that's right, yeah. And I have to say, happy 46th birthday to Deck um, from the famous <laughs> duo. <laughs> oh, God. From the famous oh, duo, God. Ant the and Deck. The match was shite. <laughs> oh, God. That was a cracker. Well, sorry. Continue on. Oh, uh, yeah. So happy birthday to him. He was there watching the game, and I have to say, I feel sorry for him because he's just watching <laughs> Newcastle just miss chance after chance. Sean Longstaff with a goal at so, um, from yeah, it long, was a cracker actually. Long range, it was actually a great goal. But other than that, you know, I actually I'm I'm fuming really that Sam Maxman. He's such a good player, but if if he had teammates he'd be dangerous he's such a fucking good player <laughs> and all his teammates are awful and I just feel I feel really bad for him because do you know what he's making chance after chance he's he's putting chances on the table for the likes of Willock Joe Linton and they're just going ahead and fucking up and I'm fuming about it I'm fuming because 
I've never <laughs> never been so upset watching match of the day, watching Willock hit against the goalkeeper or Joe Linton just taking a shot and it just like dribbling wide. They're Jacob actually... Murphy in the last minute as well. Jesus Christ. Jesus oh my God. It's so annoying, Andy. It's so annoying because Sam Maxman deserves much better. He's a very good player. <laughs> um, but look, a great game for the cycling goalkeeper. Shout out Ben Foster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're full of shepherds today, man. I hope, <laughs> hope Anton Deck and Ben Foster listen to the podcast. You know, I really do. But uh, yeah, other than that, I think the funniest moment of the game came from Josh King, who scored a goal. All right, he scored like the equaliser, the winner in the last minute. Took a shirt off, ran to the fans, gave them a big hug, jumped into the crowd, and the, the <laughs> stewards had to pull him out. And then he looked behind him and, and he realised he was offside. And the look on his face, <laughs> he was so annoyed. And That's just, the everything in them coming out, that is. Very, very funny. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was, was, do you know what? Funny enough, it's actually not a bad result for Newcastle. A point on the road is good for them. Ah, yeah. But the fact they had you know. so many chances and Sam Maximan, he's a stunning yeah. player. I'd love him. I would love him at Chelsea. Yeah, my game. Liverpool and Brentford. Half five in... Landon, Landon, great, great, great stadium. I actually really like the stadium. Brand new. Um, Trial. What an instant classic one. Yeah. Honest to God, what a game. I think it was a brilliant game of football. Yeah, I thought I thought Brentford's goals definitely could have been prevented by, from a Liverpool standpoint, in the sense that like I can't remember the last time we conceded three. Like it has been we haven't conceded three this season in the league. Um and anyways, I think last time was probably Aston Villa away. Yeah. Jeez, that, that's nearly a year and a half ago. But, that was seven, actually. Um, that wasn't three. Ah, yeah. But come here, look at uh, Chelsea. Yeah. Now we think about conceding five at home to a <laughs> team that's relegated. But we won't get into it. Um, Liverpool were very wasteful in the game, I thought. I mean, extremely wasteful. The players like Jota, Mane and Salah. And Salah in particular. We'll talk about them. Look at 100 Premier League goals for Liverpool. is a cracking. I mean, it's a cracking record for him. He's, he's a hell of a player. And I genuinely do love him. I would have his children if he wanted me to. That, that's how much I love him. Um, but he had a chance, man, at 3-2. Like, Brentford were wrecked, man. And he could see it in them. They they looked tired. They looked sloppy when it went, when we went 3-2 up. But in fairness to them, they still looked dangerous on the attack. And that's where it led to Wiss's goal. Wiss's goal. He scored a hat-trick, I think, during the week. Didn't he in the League Cup for Brentford? Am I right yeah. saying that? Yeah, he scored an overhead. Mm, he was very good. And uh, yeah, it was a lovely little chipped finish. I mean, he couldn't have, he genuinely couldn't have, have like placed the ball better. That's how good the goal was. Um, big shout out to David Rea. I know I said Liverpool were, wait, were wasteful, but he was unbelievable in that game. He turned into Lev Yashin for the day. He was <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and I have to say, Sergi Canos, was absolutely immense in the game as well, and it was loud for Canos himself, former Liverpool player. Very happy for him. But Brentford were fully, fully deserving. They deserved the point in the end. We have easily one of the best def- uh, defences in the league, and we don't want to get into this situation of conceding silly goals like we did the other day. Because, um, like we said about United, looking United lost at home, I know it's a different kettle of fish. But um, yeah, you don't want to get into these situations and concede silly goals because. There will be games where you can't score. And yeah, defensively very poor, but Brentford fully deserving of the point, I have to say. And show Ivan Tony as well. 
a Liverpool, a Liverpool fan, by the way. Like he said, he he's a Liverpool fan, and there's rumors kind of circling now. Ah, stop that! You're making it. You're from. making it worse for me. I love Ivan Tony. Don't don't mention yeah. Liverpool in the well, same sentence. I, I love Ivan Tony even more when he's he's done in Liverpool jersey next week. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyways, a great performance and a great game of football. I heard it was the best. Yeah, game instant classic, man. I think. For the neutral, you'd be absolutely loving it, you know. You would. Yeah, I was watching the Ryder Cup while I was on, so I was good to miss that. Anyways, Southampton, Wolverhampton. Oh, mm. the Hampton, the Battle of Hampton, <laughs> the Hampton Derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Andy, what do you think of this it, one? It was it great. It's as awful. It, it's as awful as it sounds. I'd be definitely serious. But <laughs> the fourth, the highlight of the first half. <laughs> was an Oriel Romeo shot in the 37th minute that went about comfortably about 60 yards over the bar. <laughs> was that the only shot in the game, was it? Until yeah, uh, it was awful. Second half was much better now, I have to say. A lot of tasty tackles flying in early on. And it was at this point, because I did kind of, I was zoning in and out of the, the Hampton Derby, as we like to call it, zoning in and out of Wolves. Um, in particular in first half just because they weren't great and um, I didn't notice this until a certain point but Ralph Hasenhutl has got rid of the waistcoat so that deserves <laughs> round of applause that is all our hard work done for saying he was in Mamma Mia for saying he was a Billy Joel tribute act he's not wearing his he's not wearing his waistcoat purely because of us and I think anyone in this football community um, should be thanking the OnlyFans football podcast, Adzie and Cram, dearly because Hassan Hutel looked like a waiter on a cruise with that waistcoat on. And I'm absolutely delighted that he's after taking it off. I heard he was crying today, you said. Yeah, I heard he, I heard he was crying as well. Into his pillow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, actually, I actually want to talk about the Himnes goal really quickly and then we'll move on to yeah, the Spurs. Go. Wasn't it just great to see him? It was almost messy yes to go. And this, yeah. for that to be his first goal back since he got a big clatter in the school, that he had yeah. to go through surgery and all that, and mm. his recovery, I thought mm. it was a, it was a, it was a um, wholesome moment. I would describe it as. Yeah, absolutely, lovely, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a it was a hoofed ball by Sa, who <laughs> on the day, by the way, Orlando Sa, I think that's the name. He had a cracking game. He was very good all game. Good assist for him. And yeah, the goal, the goal itself was great. A lot of shimmies, a lot of fake shots. Um, he obviously played the new FIFA. Um, and yeah, it was a great goal. It was, I genuinely was life for him. And it's the kind of moment, you know, him and Ez could have died. You know what I mean? He could have died when he got that hit. So yeah, it's, it's the kind of moment that the Premier League is built for. Great heartwarming moment. And yeah, it's the kind of thing that brings a, you know, tear to a glass eye. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was life for him. And uh, yeah, genuinely, um, he was close to getting my Hall of Fame this week. But yeah, um, yeah Raul Jimenez, what a player. What a player. That game ended 1-0 to Wolves. We'll move on to Arsenal versus Spurs. The final game we'll talk about, obviously, the Palace-Brighton game's going on at the moment. 1-0 to Palace. But uh, ESR, I had this one. Arsenal, 3, Spurs 1. And I thought Emil smith Roll was absolutely brilliant in the game. I thought Saka was brilliant. Ramsdale, very good. And you know what? I looked at the Arsenal team at the start and I was thinking, this is actually a team that can compete. You know, you had the likes of Party in the middle, who's very good 
uh, midfielder. Ramsdale, who's solid in goal. And then Tommy Asu, who's having a great start. Um, and then you had White, Gabriel, Tierney. Good back four. And I think this middle three, for me, is something that can be very dangerous if Arteta gets it together. Odegaard, Smith-Rowe and Saka together. They look really dangerous. Uh, Smith-Rowe got the goal. Saka got a goal. And Aubameyang got a goal. And Aubameyang up front, it's going to be, it's going to be very threatening this season. I actually think Arsenal... Believe it or not, after despite my comments last week, I think it looks bright for them is they keep this line up fit. Spurs absolutely awful, you know. Kane, what didn't have a good game whatsoever. Had a few chances and missed them all. Um, and yeah, Spurs. I don't know what's going on. Three one, two three nil losses before that, and it was just it was grim in the London derby. You'd expect Spurs to be Arsenal, but um, I think one positive is your man Brian Gill looks good. Yeah, he's like he's like Howard Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's very good. He doesn't play like him in anyways, which is the main thing. Um, yeah, Arsenal poor. Arsenal great, sorry, geez. That that's like predictive text that is Arsenal are poor. Now Arsenal are great to be fair, and the balance of the team looked really good. Um yeah, I think if they could get rid of Zaka, I know he's good the weekend. This is Granite Shaka, sorry, not Saka. Um Granite Shaka, if they could get someone into a place him would be uh, be a bit more confident. That tree behind Elba in Odegaard, Smith Rowe, and Saka is very, very threatening. Yeah, mm-hmm. Spurs is poor. They, sh- they should really just sack Kane off. I know they don't mean actually sack him, but I mean <laughs> put him on the bench for a while because they were so much better without him. And uh, yeah, I think that that's that. Anyways, yeah, that was the weekend that was. I'm just going to run through the top six very, very quickly and then we'll move on to the rest of the stuff because it is getting six games in. We're getting into the juicy part of the season. So on top, we have. <laughs> Or six, I'll start with. We have Brighton currently losing to Palace at home, 12 points. Everton, 13, a fifth. United, fourth, 13. Chelsea, third, 13. Man City, second, 13. And Liverpool, first, with 14. So it's very tight. Very, very tight indeed. We go, we go to God of the Week real quick, will we? God of the Week. For me, in any ways, it's, it's Raul Jimenez. I just think it was a beautiful moment and something that will be looked back fondly in years to come. It was a great goal and a yeah, really, 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 really happy fun, I'd say. Well, I know my God of the Week, actually. I'm going to give it to Vardy. <laughs> I think the fact he scored an own goal and scored two goals after is just absolutely impeccable. And the goals are unbelievable as well. I think he's aging mm. like fine wine. I'm going to give it to him. Um, we'll move quickly. Goal of the Week. Yeah, him and us for me for Goal of the Week again. I just think it was a great goal. I think everything it symbolises was great as well. Um, I'm going to give my goal of the week to Mikhail. Yeah. Antonio, baby. Can't, can't complain about that. It was another cracking goal, to be fair. Yeah. A lovely little flick and a buried finish. And Adzi, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it again. All right. I said it last week. I was down <laughs> in hope for a bit of a last week. <laughs> and I have to say, my ma texted me in, in college this morning. She was like, Kieran, can you take the cod out of the freezer? <laughs> and I, I was, of course, I wasn't at home, so I couldn't. But you know what? That's a, a beautiful segue into card of the week. <laughs> this fellow Ronaldo is a card. And our card of the week this week is. Bruno Fernandes. 
Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> God. Hasn't he? The one and only. He's like Chesney Hawks he is, but except he's missing penalties instead of selling number one selling songs. Yes, it was a horrible penalty from Bruno Fernandez, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was I, to watch it I actually thought I was watching Dublin playing Croke Park. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was sticking over the bar. He thought he was going for points. Yeah, what you do is, man, you take your points and the goals will come. That's what they say, isn't it? And uh, yeah, you definitely won't be taking a penalty again. So to anyone who has Bruno on the fancy football, I would probably be taking down the team. Swiftly to our Euro Trash and Euro Treasure Cram. Your Euro Treasure this week is my Euro Treasure this week comes from the Rome Derby between Lazio, oh, wow, okay. Lazio and Roma, um, and it goes to Mister Pedro Rodriguez. <laughs> scored <laughs> scored a goal in the Rome Derby. He was playing for Roma last season, but he wasn't playing for Roma this season. He's playing for Lazio. He scored a goal against Roma. And he celebrated. And I just think that is just, you know, very good professionalism, but also kind of, scu- <laughs> kind of scummy at the same time. And I think, you know, that deserves oh, respect. So yeah. uh, anyways, Rome, I'm getting well into Roma. I'm getting round to Syria because I'm going over to Rome next month. So, uh, yeah, I thought the Rome Derby was great. 3-2 game, Lazio won. That's that. Yeah, you can't, can't go wrong, man. My Euro trash this week is... Now, it comes from Serie A again. And my, oh, sorry, my Euro trash this week comes from uh, Serie A. My Euro trash also comes from Serie A. So, a little spoiler there. But yeah, my Euro tre- treasure this week is something that I've never seen before in my life. And it's Matthew Destro scoring a goal for Genoa in the Serie A. And this, the special thing about this goal was he had a bottle of water in his hand. He was holding a bottle of water. <laughs> Took a point, like I, I want to say, two defenders and chipped it over the goalkeeper. It was a smashing goal. It was a great goal, and I've never seen it done before. I was thinking to myself, there has to be something illegal about this. Like, surely you can't be holding a bottle of water. But um, took a sip of the water after, and off he went. <laughs> I was thinking, how did he celebrate? Did he pour his water all over his head or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> he done a triple H and poured it all into his mouth and then spat it out. I don't know. That sounds great, man. Not gonna lie. My Euro trash this week goes to Atletico Madrid. Oh, <coughs> I have to say, absolutely awful result for them. Losing one nil to Deportivo Alaves, who are bottom of the league, or literally dead bottom, like twentieth or something. Their only win is coming against Atletico. They lost one nil. They have a great squad as well, do Atletico. Like I'm surprised they lost that. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Suarez and Griezmann up front, man. What are they doing? Mm. Cunha on the bench. They're, they're Felix on the bench. You know, they have good players. But my Euro trash this week comes from the Milan game. I think it was Milan and Spezia, I want to say is the name. But yeah, my, my Euro trash this week is the Milan physio fingering Rafael Leo's nose with Vic. I, I, want, I want to get a bit of context <laughs> from that. What, what, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at you there and you literally I don't think you knew whether to laugh or cry um, Raphaelio he was getting ready to come on and the physio was putting Vic on his chest and instead of like wiping on his shirt or something just put it in his nose and it was like I, I got the COVID uh, test last week for the first time and it was easily the weirdest sensa- sensation I've ever felt in my nose 
and something I never want to feel again. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'd say Rafael Leo had a horrible. <laughs> had a horrible sensation with the Vic up his nose and your man got right right up in it as well like they say he was uh, playing with his bleeding brain or something I don't know but yeah wasn't <laughs> that's <laughs> you were on trash this week less of the details as you fuck's sake out of everything that happened in the football and world in Europe I'm I'm giving it to a physio who pulled Vic up a player's nose <laughs> 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 Hall of Fame this week. What we think? Yeah, um, I read there was you know there was a lot of things actually I wanted to put in the Hall of Fame this week. One being Raúl Jiménez, another being um, uh, Martinez of Villa for Shehelsen against um, United. But I'm gonna go with something, um, and I, feel, I kind of feel it close to my heart because you know we live in a world where. And being serious now, for anyone that thinks there's a punchline coming, I'm being deadly serious here. We live in a world that, that's full of hate, it's full of tragedy, it's full of sorrow. And like I like to think this platform that we have, you know, we give someone a bit of laugh, a bit of crack, um, something to look forward to in ways. It's just two people taking the piss. But my Hall of Fame this week goes to a young lad, young Fulham fan, Reese Porter, and the Fulham celebration with him. Um, he's a young fellow with, with cerebral palsy. He's only 13 years of age and he got abused on the internet for a TikTok he made. Um, I think he was playing football in or something. I don't really know what TikTok was, but he got abused for it. And I think if you're abusing um, a child with cerebral palsy, 13 years of age, you know, there's something not right there. And I think, as I said, the world the world's a harsh enough place. Um, the last thing it needs is, is people, you know, giving abuse to a, 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 a child with, with a disability. And I'm a firm believer in, in 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 stuff like you know if you can't be good then don't be bad and um, okay let the show do what he wants to do if he wants to put up a TikTok and play football there's no need to abuse him um but yeah my 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 Hall of Fame this week goes to the Fulham uh, team and their celebrations with this young lad it was great to see it was great show of solidarity for him and yeah fair play to him and yeah fair play to the Fulham team for that. Say as he well said there. Um, I don't know if I can put anything up against that now. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Courtneers though for their shithouses <laughs> of, of Man United. Oh my god! <laughs> I have to say it was just beautiful how they uh, arrange a con- concert to just screw over United, and uh, yeah. and it worked as well. To be that's oh, it. Oh, sorry. Hold on, Brighton. Oh! Oh, Brighton have scored in the last minute, man. No way. Oh, Who man, is it? I'm so sorry about that, man. No, oh, my God. Who scored? Neil Mappe. One off. Mappe, you're a cheat. And a hook right Oh, my God, oh, man. Oh, my God, man. That is mad. Sorry, yeah, but you're, you're not 19 forever. What a chill. So, I'm going to go for the court near anyway. I thought it was funny how yeah. United had to play a game at half 12 and they lost. So, and no yeah. TV for the United <laughs> fans as well, Cass. Yeah. <laughs> The amount of illegal streams I say told Spartek was working overtime on Saturday morning. They're like hamsters on wheels. Um, <laughs> All for them to see Bruno missing a penalty in the last minute. <laughs> oh no, Adzi. But yeah, the Courtenaires going up against young Fulham fan and Fulham celebrations. And that's our Hall of Fame this week. It is. And very quickly, I'd like to say 
Wang will be going in this week as well because I forgot to put him in. Oh, sugar, yeah. On Thursday. And so. Wang, Wang is commentary and Haller now, I think. That, that's who's in, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, we will go and we will go. Yeah. We're going to do something different this week, Cran, aren't we? We're going to do something this week. We're going to trial something. Well, it's not really a trial. It's, it's our show. We can do whatever we like, to be honest. But um, we're going to do something different this week. Instead of get it out, we're going to do like a quick fire Champions League prediction. We missed it last time around and both of us were kind of disappointed because, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm speaking for you when I say this, but the Champions League is firmly my favourite competition. But I was shadow do. So I think we should incorporate more into the podcast. Um, I hope you have the fixtures there. I, assume I, you I do, do, I, I do, know. I do. We're going to say the Champions League fixture and then we're going to count the three and both predict it there on the spot. And yeah, I hope everyone enjoys. Now get it out this week, unfortunately. But as Something you, different. Before we go ahead, you have to say it because we do it every week. Get it out. Get out, Manchester. And it works as well because you know you got knocked out of the League Cup. Right, that's my last dig. That's my last thing, you know, I swear. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'll believe it when, when it actually happens. <laughs> but, uh, no. We'll have Get It Out back next week, probably. But this week... Yeah, and get, get your Get It Out shouts into the podcast as well. We really appreciate them. Yeah. Group A, Adzi. We'll start with Group A. Paris against City. 3-2-1. Paris. Paris. Yeah. Okay. Well, prediction I think PSG at home. Oh, well, we're not going to get into it, but I think PSG at home have the advantage. Or be Leipzig against Club Bruges. 3 2 1. Leipzig. Leipzig. Yeah. Yeah. Club Bruges, get out. Mm. Group B, AC Milan <laughs> Egletti. 3 2 1. Milan. Milan, yeah. FC Porto against Liverpool. 3 2 1. Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Four, all, all four so far. Ajax against Besiktas. Oh, that's a good fish, man. Three, two, one. Besiktas. Ajax. Oh, I've gone for Besiktas. <laughs> um, Borussia Dortmund against Sporting. Three, two, one. Addy sipping water. I'm going for Dortmund. Dortmund, yeah. You. Group D, Shakhtar, Inter. Three, two, one. Inter. Uh, sorry, Shakhtar. Oh, Shakhtar at home. Yeah, no, Inter have had a bad start. I shouldn't, have said, Inter. I shouldn't have said Inter, but you're right, Shakhtar. Mm. Um, I'm going to go Inter. Okay. Real Madrid, Sheriff. Three, two, one, draw. There's a new Sheriff in town. Oh, sorry, Madrid. Oh, I've gone for a cheeky draw there. I really rate Sheriff. Group E, the Wednesday, Bayern Munich, Dynamo Kiev. Three, two, one. Munich. Bayern. Yeah. yeah. Benfica, Barcelona. Benfica Same. home. 3, 2, 1. Benfica. Benfica. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, a good game, man. Barca getting shafted, man. Atlanta, young boys. Shout out young boys for being United. Oh, there's another dig. <laughs> Apologies. Atlanta, young boys. 3, 2, 1. Atlanta. Atlanta. All day, every day. Adzi loves Atlanta. Absolutely. United Villarreal. 3, 2, 1. United. I have a the guy missed the panel last minute. Uh, Villarreal. Oh. Salzburg, Lille. 3, 2, 1. 
Lil. I couldn't care less. Sorry, Lil. <laughs> <laughs> I will take I couldn't care less as an answer as well, by the way. <laughs> um, Wolfsburg, Sevilla. 3, 2, 1. Sevilla. Yeah, Sevilla. Yeah. Yeah. Zenit Malmo. Three. Christ, two. what an awful game. <laughs> Three, two, one, Zenit. Malmo. Ooh. Ooh. Ex- explain that one, actually. What do you see in Malmo? Ah, just something different, didn't it? I like I prefer Sweden have Malmo and Sweden have Abba, while Russia have Putin. So I prefer Abba to Putin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that logic. Did you did you get all that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last game. Juventus Chelsea. <laughs> this is a big one for uh, me. Three, yeah, two, one, draw. Draw. Oh, yeah. uh, we both say draw there, didn't we? Yeah, we both said draw. Yeah, I think yeah, a draw will be a great result. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that Champions League predictions. Um, very yeah. quick, very quick fire, so to speak. But yeah, let us know anyway. Champions League, yeah. how are we feeling? Um, it is a lovely competition. I love Champions League. That is that. And as ever, hit us up on the Instagram, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Spotify. We really appreciate the love. want to give a quick shout out to one of the lads in college, Dave. David, my good friend. He wants to come on the podcast to talk about Stephen Kenny at some stage. So we'll try and I don't, sort that want, I don't want him on to talk about Stephen Kenny, so go away. <laughs> he's a Stephen Kenny hair. He's, he's, he's an interesting, interesting opinions on Kenny. We'll try and get him on. Anyways. But yeah, appreciate all the love, all the things that comes with it. You're a great bunch. And yeah, thanks for 10 episodes, Gran. Yeah, and as he had to say, the international break is sneaking up and I don't want mm. it to sneak up on us. But we have we something. have a Mick McCarthy shaped surprise, so let's let's just leave it at that. It's shaped like his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you everyone for listening, and we'll leave it there. So we'll leave it there. So. <laughs>